Welcome to the Uniquely Odd Podcast, or what I like to say, welcome to the shit show I call life. Today, oh, it's Friday. We have officially spent seven days in school, so we're like a week and a half through school. I don't know what I really expected this year going into it, but I will honestly say I had some pretty high hopes. We switched schools. We switched districts. We moved from an elementary school to a middle school. And for a special ed parent, let me tell you, that is probably one of the most terrifying steps you will ever go through with your children. As their children. I mean, once they become teenagers, oh my god, I can't even tell you what's going to happen because we're not there yet. But so far, this is one of the biggest and scariest steps we've really had to make moving into middle school. It's a brand new school. It's all new students. It's all new staff. People don't understand him and they don't know him. So the judgment starts over, the looks start over, the comments start over, the stares. <sighs> but this year, it's a new special ed teacher to the district and to the school. Very experienced. We have an experienced one-on-one um, a behavioral interventionist. For those that don't know what a one-on-one is, um, it's somebody that stays with your child, that keeps your child calm and regulated and reminds them of their coping skills, along with ensuring that all the other students in the school are safe. Um, so I can't complain everybody was set up and we have probably the best that we could have right now for my son so that was good and then the first day of school went and my heart sank it's the first year we're gonna try riding the bus now we did try riding the bus like four years ago and it was miserable Honestly, how my son remembers his best experience is some crazy lady that he doesn't know was grabbing him and trying to force him on the bus to kidnap him and take him somewhere that wasn't really his school and wouldn't let him stay with his mom. And then I'm sure there's like some other crazy little twist and fabricatedness into that story, okay? What really happened was I, his mother, tried to put him on the bus, the special ed bus, when he was a little kid in elementary school because he requested and begged and cried to ride the bus. 
and we got him on the bus and we got him in the seat and they closed the doors and he freaked out and completely escalated and oh my gosh, he just went crazy inside of that bus. And next thing you know, he opened the back emergency exit and jumped out of the bus and took off running down our street. Now, we lived in like a dead-end little neighborhood, so we didn't have to really worry about cars or anything like that, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I was the crazy lady that was trying to kidnap him and not send him to school. Um, that's how he remembers that, so... When it came time to ride the bus this year, clearly, you know, I was like, oh, you want to ride the bus? Are you sure you want to ride the bus? All right, bud. If you want to ride the bus, I'll let you ride the bus. You can do this. I did warn them of past incidences at the bus, so they knew what to expect. But me, you know, I was like, all right, here comes the first day of school, right? I get him up, and he actually gets up, like, no problem. I'm like, are you serious? Gets in the shower, no problem. I'm like, what? Gets out, gets ready, waiting for the bus. The bus comes. He gets right on the bus. I don't even need you outside, Mom. Don't wait outside with me. I'll wait by myself and get on the bus by myself. You know, bus picks him up right out front. Um, so, it's like, all right, all right. He gets right on the bus. He goes to school has no problems. Now, he's only in school for about three hours. He does three classes. He gets a break um, where he gets, you know, the break food. And he eats lunch. And then he gets on the bus and comes home by noon. Um, pretty easy, simple schedule for him. But I was like, whoa, we had a good day. Cool. And the next day was a good day. And the next day was a good day. And you know, like I'll say like the last, like this week, it's kind of been a little rough getting him up. And every day has been a little rougher and rougher, even though he goes to bed at the exact same time every night. No problems. Eight o'clock. Um, but, you know, so every day that has been a great day. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you, dude. Every day. That's so great. I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you're having a great day. That's so great. Well, like, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't tell him that, but like, in my head, I'm like, I can't believe this. But I'm like, dude, I totally knew you could have a great day. Did you get all your schoolwork done? Yeah, mom, of course I did. I know, dude. I was just checking though, you know? I figured you did. And then, then his teacher calls. Come to find out that we had five great days at school. The five first days of school were great. Yesterday and today, not so much. Both days, the classroom was evacuated. Both days, he extremely escalated. Day one, it was for like 25 minutes straight that he, um, trash the classroom after you know all the students were evacuated and everything um took 25 minutes of him trashing it to get him to calm down and stop trashing it and then today um 
he went on a 45-minute rampage of trashing the classroom. Um, he flipped his desk. So they evacuated the classroom and then he continued to escalate from there. And, you know, during that 45 minutes, he flipped four more desks and threw a whole bunch of stuff all over. Um, also, like, pumped hand sanitizer everywhere, all over all the desks and chairs. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it was a complete mess and a complete disaster. But, on a good note, they didn't have to restrain him. He didn't, like, escalate into a completely violent manner towards others. So, I think that means our coping skills are kind of working. Like, this is the life you live when you have a child with a mental, emotional, and behavioral disorder. Or multiple of them. When you have a child with a dual diagnosis, like, bam. And I had no idea that that happened today at school because he came home in the best mood. Oh, yeah, mom, it was a good day. Yeah, it was good right on the bus. Yep, I even got a piece of gum. Yep. You know, not... Would never have expected it. But it doesn't stop there because we have escalations throughout the day over the littlest things. And then every once in a while you have nights like you have tonight where... You know, we did pizza in a movie in the living room as a family because it's Friday and why not? But we stayed up just a little bit past bedtime. 19 minutes. 19 minutes past bedtime. Uh, and it triggered him. And he completely escalated when it was time for bed. I am very thankful that my neighbors are very understanding of my child's disorders and that they do not call the cops when my child escalates. I am so very thankful that my neighbors allow my child to escalate and just be himself and they know that he has a safe life and a safe home and he just needs to relax. And I say that before I finish my story because I know people are going to be like, oh my gosh. But he escalated so much that he like opened his bedroom window and literally was yelling out there, die, die, I'm going to kill you, die, I hate you, die. Yeah, it's a horrible feeling knowing that that's your child yelling that out there. But it's even worse because he doesn't mean it, and that's not how he really feels. He just has 
a miswiring and a chemical imbalance. Those two things in his brain and his, he gets triggered and he gets upset or anxious or frustrated or he doesn't understand his emotions and his feelings and he can't regulate things. And so he, everything goes to the extreme. And then, of course, you know, we went from that to I want to stab you to I'm going to kill you to I have a knife hidden and when you fall asleep, I'm going to stab you to death because I hate you. But even worse, like I know he doesn't even mean all of this and I am his absolute best friend. You just have to look through them and be like, I still love you. I'm still going to be here for you. And you're not going to hurt me. You can't hurt me. You need me. But after about 25 minutes of yelling all of that out while the little brother has um, noise-canceling headphones on, um, you know, and he is laying in the opposite side of the house watching him with the movie going so he can ignore everything and try to sleep, right? Um, you're also being called a bitch and a motherfucker and a, I don't know, just all, I just, I can't even just tell you, like, the cuss words and the names and the threats that come out when they're escalated is just fucking mind-boggling. Oh my god. But after 25 minutes of that and him not coming down and him hitting stuff and threatening to damage stuff, I will not allow my child to damage his property my property or anyone else's property some parents are like i can't stop them i can't you know whatever um into each their own but i will upfront say that i will not ever allow my child to damage my stuff his stuff or anybody else's stuff now Especially if I paid for his stuff. If he paid for it, that's totally different. But we're not in an age where he can pay for his stuff. So I paid for it. You're not damaging it. I bought your bread. You're not breaking your bed. That was a lot of damn money. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Once he starts getting to the point where he gets real violent. And he starts hitting stuff and threatening need to really break stuff and the rage really escalates we restrain him and it was a 25 minute restraint tonight before he actually like literally fell asleep and he went from there was probably 20 minutes solid of him being completely escalated while being restrained and so that is like him spitting and kicking and trying to get his arms out to hit and him trying to bite and him trying to headbutt and him trying to body slam you back. Uh, 
the amount of strength that these children gain when they are escalated is crazy. And they pretty much just blacked out during all of this. And they are not the normal selves. So you can't treat them like anything else. So you have to sit there and completely ignore all of their threats. You can't respond to their threats. You can't take them personal. You literally just have to ignore it. Turn your back to it. Look straight through them. Look away from them. Like you cannot give it attention. So, there was that for 20 minutes straight. And then he started calming down. And it takes a little bit to calm down. And then he went from, like, jerking around and spitting to snoring in 30 seconds. And then, of course, you know... Immediately put him in bed and tucked him in and covered him up, but <sighs> this is the life that we live every day and every year, and we pray and hope that it gets easier, but it really just feels like it gets harder. The start of every school year is so exhausting and dreadful. It's so lonely because not enough parents talk about this stuff because we're afraid of being judged because our children are different. They're very unique. But I'm tired of being alone all the time and I'm tired of crying my feelings to myself because nobody understands I'm tired of trying to find friends, and once I open up about my son, I lose those friends because they just don't understand, or they're too scared. I don't blame them for being scared. It's scary as hell. It really is at times. But a lot of the time, my son is the sweetest, nicest, like, he's just a kid. But it's really hard for people to remember that he is a kid underneath all of that anger and anxiety and stress and worry and depression and emotions that we just don't understand. It is so hard. So hopefully next week will be easier. I can only hope.